Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> and I'm sitting outside. It's a beautiful morning. <sighs> Soak up that sunshine. Today is Tuesday, March 30th. Almost, almost there. Hmm. So I thought about carrying the laptop outside working on that. Maybe I'll work up to that. Um, I would probably have to make sure that Jackson's on his harness first because, uh, you know, he's a jailbreaking son of a gun. And I just know he's very wily that way that I know he would, um, watch for me to be, if you're carrying something through the door, you can't really be guarding for a cat to go darting out beneath your feet. And he knows this. What's really funny is if we have guests, uh, people are, even though we warn them, they just like, they don't believe us. They don't, um, they don't realize how fast and wily he is. Uh, you know, like my stepdad, my stepdad takes a long time to go through the door and he tends to be a little, I don't know. He's, um, you know, kind of dreamy in a way. He's always thinking about something else. And like he goes through the door and he takes a, a fairly long time to go through the door and he doesn't like guarding his feet. And uh, Jackson just, he can pick out that kind of personality. He'll be like, oh, that's a person who doesn't pay attention as they're going through the door. We had one of our trusted house sitters actually left kind of a scathing review. It wasn't scathing. She said, liked everything about the house, but she said that, um, Jackson was a very ornery cat. And even though she didn't ever tell us, so I am, I feel quite certain that she, uh, that he jailbroke on her. Cause I could tell she was that kind of personality. <laughs> you know, like if you're fussing with something as you go through the door, trying to carry something. Yeah. That's his, uh, that's his sweet spot. It's very funny because I was saying to David yesterday that I, I feel quite confident that Jackson understands a lot of the stuff that I say to him. And, and David said, oh yeah, he does. <laughs> but like I was trying to, um, I was bringing him around. He'll, you know, like he'll, he'll go down the path and then come back up and he has his leash on, you know, and it's a very long one, but he'll get caught like around the pillar of the portal. So yesterday I was out here freeing him from a bush and he started to walk back and I said, no, 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 don't go that way. Go this way. And he changed direction and went around the other way. So, I mean, he, we communicate fairly well. All of his, um, misunderstandings are, are deliberate bending of the rules. And so I'm heading up the road, at least not too fast, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually getting warm. I'll take off the sweater. Can you hear the birdies singing away? Birdies are very happy. Shall we do earrings? So today's earrings are crescent moons that I've had since college. Um, little silver crescent moons with a nicely detailed profile face on them. Uh, one in each direction. And B 
because I was getting these out, I got out my necklace, which is also a crescent moon that I bought in college. So that was my sorority symbol, um, Gamma Phi Beta. Uh, and I had a lot of crescent moon stuff. I even wore my crescent moon sundress for you guys. I'm going with a theme today. So it's kind of funny because, um, you know, crescent moon was a great symbol to have for the sorority. I collected a lot of crescent moon jewelry. And in later years, because, you know, like all of these things become corporations, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, and even though Gamify is a nonprofit corporation with a foundation and so forth, um, they like get deeply into things like branding. And, you know, so while the crescent moon held a sentimental value for me, uh, they like got into this big thing for a while or not for a while. It was like a watershed and, and it changed that someone suggested successfully. Um, and I guess it's not backwards to you guys. We would always do the crescent moon like this. Uh, and I mean, we even like did, you know, with the songs, I love the crescent moon. Uh, <laughs> but at one point, someone made a huge case, a woman in the sorority made a huge case for that. We should always draw the crescent moon as waxing that it should always be waxing and never waning. And the way that we had been traditionally drawing it, which I believe our founders had tradition had drawn it. Well, sometimes they did it upright like a horseshoe, but, um, that we had always done it as waning and they're like, no, this is wrong. This is bad for the, you know, the, the outlook of the sorority, you know, that we should always be waxing. We should always be growing. And I, first of all, you know, I'm shaking my cane. You guys need to give me a cane to shake. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, really, this is, this is our line in the sand. Uh, and now everyone must adhere to the, uh, to the, to the waxing crescent moon. The other thing that I find very interesting about it is that it's all the value is placed on waxing on going towards the full moon. And I know what they're going for. They're going for growth, which is like clearly one of the values that American culture worships, right? You know, like I've seen some of the success people talk about it. I had a teacher once who was like, if you are not growing, you are dying. It's like, really? Um, you know, I, I could make a whole lot of arguments about complex biological systems and I'm, I'm not much of one for a binary anyway. If you're not growing, you are dying. Uh, it creates this relentless pressure, um, that, that if you have any kind of downtick, if you, even if you are at homeostasis, which is arguably the point of, of biological systems, uh, the waxing and waning creates homeostasis. You shouldn't be forever growing. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to come up with saying, saying like, if you're only growing, you will eventually outstrip your resources and collapse. How's that for, you know, it's, it's not going to go on a t-shirt, right? So the other thing about this is not only does it place all the value on growth, 
but it also places all the value on going towards the full moon and I'm very interested in why we think the full moon is the valuable thing and the new moon is not right that the waning moon going towards the new moon which is invisible is is like nothingness we think it's nothingness the full moon is awesome the new moon, new moon sucks I guess is the uh, thinking there and and I don't agree with it and and you guys have probably read some of my books um where I'm trying to think of which ones I've I, I know I've used the theme in more than one book but it's that the new moon is actually the most powerful uh, especially for like a moon goddess like Moranu who is associated with the moon that moving towards the new moon is moving to the fullness of darkness uh, and that I liked playing with the idea that all the magic is in the fullness of darkness instead of the fullness of brightness. Uh, but you know really <laughs> the waxing and waning is part of it you know and, and there's my Taoist coming out you know you find the middle path and it's the cycle right that the homeostasis is in the cycle. So like a complex biological system we could take a a fairly simple one that most people understand like our body temperature which works like essentially like the thermostat in your house right you know it starts to get too cool and the system kicks on and pushes it up so it warms again starts to get too hot system kicks off to lower it down again and the whole point is to maintain that consistent temperature well you maintain it by this cycle of waxing and waning right it's not this steady line there is no such thing as an absolute steady state in nature right it's always a little bit of oscillation in there a little bit of waxing and waning and in fact the whole idea of growing and dying is a cycle too right you grow a bit you die back a bit um, that's how our seasons work right you have um, you know spring everything virgins good morning summertime everything grows riots then in the fall it dies back packs back goes back down to the roots winter's time of sleep then it grows again so if you're not growing you're dying well I mean there's a lot of other things you could be doing if you're not growing you are storing nutrients in your roots that also wouldn't be great for a t-shirt <laughs> So all of these things brought to you by the crescent moons and you'll notice that having a crescent moon on each year one is waxing one is waning which is as it should be. Uh, I'm sure Gamma Phi Beta International does not care what I think uh, <laughs> for, for a lot of reasons that we won't go into. I just realized my shadows on my wall on the wall next to me is that distracting we'll move it over this way so it's a little less give you more blue sky New Mexico blue skies I was glad that you guys uh, appreciated that so let's see I I only got through like 26 pages of sorceress queen revisions sometimes some of you have asked me about how I track uh, goals on editing 
and I know I've talked about it before, but just to to reiterate, because it never hurts, is that I do it by working for, for three hours. I do my same thing that I would normally do with, with drafting, that I work for an hour, take a break. Good morning. That's my neighbor who cannot see. He did like chin on the steering wheel, did not see me. <laughs> he also had on like a parka and a ski cap. Different strokes, right? Well, you know, here I am against this adobe wall, so it's um, nice and radiant. So, so yeah, I do my, my three one-hour work sessions with breaks between, and then I call it good. With editing, revising, it's tempting to to go longer and I used to do that but it does tire me out so so I try not to so I only made it through 26 pages yesterday which was actually just in two hours because the first hour I spent assembling notes and I talked to Emily Ma who gave me comments on the story she really liked it um Dorinda really likes it she says it's her new favorite but I think that's partly Dorinda's personality uh, everything is her new favorite makes her a delightful person but you know that scene that i was telling you about when i told you guys that it was an unexpected scene and unexpectedly hot dorinda loves this scene she's like oh my god that was fucking hot it's like yeah i know check gosh we're gonna do cover reveal next week i don't think i got the exact date but i know it's gonna be next week exciting so um, 26 pages in two hours is actually pretty good for me revising the beginning because that's always the part that requires the most adjusting once I get done writing and Emily's comments mainly had to do with that you know like tweaking she's like well did you mean to do it this way and I was like no that was actually me not knowing <laughs> what the answer was yet so I do need to layer that in but otherwise it sounded like it was pretty tight um Dorinda said don't change a thing so that's good and yeah so we'll see how far I get today but um I'm feeling good about the revision uh I do just track number of pages that's what I started to say before JD Salinger <laughs> um yeah I keep track of how many pages I do in that hour and I've found that my average, my average for a revision is 60 pages a day. Um, but remember, remember how averages work, uh, because some days I'll get like 90 pages. Um, and that makes up for the 26 page days. So, um, and, and things that I look for at this point is like, I noticed that there were a couple of things like personal ticks, that sort of thing that I had mentioned early on that I dropped later. And, and I know that I do that, especially as I'm writing fast and I'm mostly just trying to get the character arcs and the plot arcs in place. Um, then I'll go back and put in like some of those details, you know, sort of the, um, what happened to the dog syndrome. It, it's hard when you have somebody, um, I teased Dorinda about um, a bracelet 
because in one of her books she had um her heroine have a be given a bracelet those of you who have read her um, betwixt and between books will know what i'm talking about and so she has the bracelet and she likes the bracelet and then the bracelet gets like burned to ash off of her wrist and then later she had the bracelet again and she kept having to go to these contortions to account for the bracelet and she and and i was reading an early you know this was before you guys saw it you know because she was like um the 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 blackthorn bracelet i still wore and i was like nope because it got burned to ash on page 50. <laughs> and so we were really giggling about that because it's really easy to do things that are so obvious to the reader because the time compression is so much shorter are things that are so easily lost when you're writing the book over a course of a couple of months you know two months later you forget that your heroine had this treasured bracelet from her grandmother that she never took off like which apparently vanished somewhere in the first you know around page 75 and never appears again you're just like damn it forgot about that treasured bracelet she never takes off so those are the kinds of things that you account for in revision um and when i was a newbie-er writer i used to really resent myself for forgetting those things and now i am much more at peace with it because you know it's just it, it's the nature of writing a book you're, you're just going to drop certain details like that and that's okay that's um that's how it goes you can't account for everything all the time and that's why and that's why you get to revise so um i don't know if i have much else to tell you guys that's that's where i'm at with things uh very yeah just just happy that everybody thinks that um i mean jack kind of shocked me with this carriage scene i i didn't expect that and so i'm i'm glad that it's going over well it's nice that spring is coming too okay well um i think that's all i have to say today but i hope that you all get a chance to be out in the sun if sun is your thing <laughs> jennifer Eastep would say no she she only likes inside but she also has that beautiful milky skin you know that's like the the princess who has never left the tower i i envy her complexion but not enough to uh, deprive myself of the sun we all make our choices right i will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media podcasts and i will talk to you all thursday Take care. Bye-bye.